Hello and welcome to Well Balanced Life. It's Mel here and today I'm on my own as much as um, I know you love to hear Gracie have these conversations. She's going to join me next week but today I just wanted to have a very um, genuine conversation about caregiver burnout. So if you are a parent or a caregiver of a child or an adult um, with exceptionalities or maybe you are in that sandwich generation where you have parents that you're caring for or helping to support and you've got children at home um, or your adult children have moved back home and you're taking care of your parents. There's a lot of different ways that we are caregivers. It's not just parents. And I actually really struggled with this one on how to approach it because I want it to be real and honest um, because I feel that when we share some of the things that we struggle with, it allows you to not feel so alone. I know I feel less alone when I'm hearing from others that are experiencing similar thoughts and feelings about, um, you know, the day-to-day stuff. And not that I wish that on anybody to feel the same way I am, um, but I just don't feel as alone. It makes me feel, I guess, less guilty because I would say that's probably the number one um, emotion that is really hard to carry. So the reason why I really struggled with, you know, what to say and just how to start this conversation was, again, I want to be completely honest, but I also want to respect Gracie and anybody else that could be listening that is a person that needs extra support. Because I know, um, you know, when my grandma was still with us, I know there were times where she felt like she was a burden. As the person that helped support her, I did, I never ever felt that she was a burden. I actually enjoyed all the time that I got to spend with her. And I'm actually grateful that I was able to spend all that time with her before she passed. Um, But I know that she did feel like she was a burden. When you are somebody that, you know, needs help from someone else because you can't do things as independently as you used to, I think those are common feelings for people is to feel like they're a burden. And I know for, um, you know, other people that do live with special needs, they may not even be aware of, you know, the extra feelings and exhaustion that parents and caregivers might feel. So in that case, the oblivion is kind of a blessing, right? Um But for someone like Grace, she does understand and see when I'm frustrated and exhausted with certain things or just the day-to-day life. And it's like, I know how I'm feeling, so I can only imagine what she must be feeling having to kind of fit her brain and her thinking and her actions and stuff into a neurotypical society. And And I think that's where the guilt comes in, right? Because... You know, we get frustrated and, or I get frustrated, especially lately. I've been on her all the time. I'm correcting all the time. I am taking like extremely long baths at night, most nights, just so I can get some time on myself. And I know that this time of year, like it's January, there's Blue Monday for a reason. Uh, you know, the it's darker at night, the weather's cold. Um, there's a lot of factors that come into play for sure. But I have seasons like this throughout the entire year uh, where I I just need a break. And I've talked to a few parents lately who are feeling the same way. And I think that's why I felt it was important to like 
finally just sit down and attempt to do this because I think it's important that you know that you're not alone. And I know we say that at the end of every podcast, but I really, really mean it. Um, You really aren't alone and sometimes it can feel that way. For me, for example, um, you know, I am very fortunate that we are a two-parent household. I have a very loving husband who is an amazing father to all the kids. Uh, But as far as Gracie goes, Gracie will be home, he'll be off, and I'll be at work, and I'm still getting a whole bunch of text messages and phone calls asking me if she can do this, and can I do this, and can I get that? And I'm like, your dad is home. You have a second parent. But she never, she never bugs him about anything. And I'll ask her, why didn't you ask dad about that today when he was home? He could have done this with you all day. I've been at work all day. I don't want to go back out and get whatever she needed for school that she failed to tell me about on the weekend. And she'll say, well, I didn't want to bug dad about it. But it's okay to text me and call me a bunch of times throughout the day while I'm at work. I just want to bang my head against the wall sometimes. So... It makes sense that as the primary caregiver too, we get tired and we get frustrated. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to not take it out on her. There's a reason for it, right? But I also need to give myself some grace and acknowledge the fact that, okay, I'm realizing that I'm harder on her lately. I'm realizing that I'm not enjoying my time with her as much as I could and and that's okay. I'm human. And I, it might sound like I'm trying to convince myself right now, but I think that's because that's where I'm at at this point, right? I do feel guilty, but I do need to give myself some compassion because it's not an easy job. Parenting, caring for anybody, right? It, it's, it's amazing, but it's also challenging. And funny enough, I... Um, Like, I've been coming to the realization that, you know, we're not in the best place, you know, where we could be, Gracie and I. And so last night, um, I went to pick her up at work and I thought, okay, we're going to do a reset. That's a new term for us. I hadn't actually talked about that, but I'm like, okay, I need to do a reset. I need to be kind. I'm going to make a very conscious effort not to correct her and not to get angry. I'm going to, and I've mentioned this before too, I'm going to um, imagine her as that young child because usually when I get frustrated like this, it's because she's exhibiting behavior or symptoms as a young child in this adult body where I feel like she should know better. And there are a lot of things that she does know and will often regress to like honestly I don't know if she realizes what she's doing Um, and it's usually when she's stressed out and I know that there are some things within school she's had an excellent time at Georgian you know going to college but there are some unknowns still right now even though we're almost four weeks into the school year she still has some unknowns and when Gracie doesn't know what's coming up or if there's some like a routine specifically with school that's not um completely figured out yet she stresses so I think that's where a lot of this has arisen as well Um, but I need to remember like when I remind myself that she is a young child in that body um, and that she doesn't have control it does help me sometimes it just hasn't lately (laughs) so I'm reminding myself of that I've decided I'm you know we're gonna 
I'm going to pick her up and we're going to have a great ride home and I'm not going to get upset no matter what comes out of her mouth. I'm going to be good. <laughs> so I pick her up and we have a great conversation. You know, it's very pleasant. Um, we're getting along great. We're talking about, you know, what's to come this weekend, things to look forward to. And we get home, and as we pull in the driveway, I happen to ask her what she had for dinner. Now, she was working a four-hour shift at McDonald's, and I asked her what she, was, what she had for dinner, knowing she likely had something while she was there, even though it was a short shift. And I only asked her that because Erin had made a really nice dinner, and I was going to tell her that there's some left if she wanted some. Well, right away, she just says to me, a quarter pounder, and she looks at me, and I can tell right away that she's lying. So if you're new to the podcast... Um, we have an issue with food. That can be a whole other po- podcast in itself. And I actually would probably like to do one of those with Grace because um, it's it's very interesting. But anyway, obsessed with food. The kid loves food. She'll eat all the time. Um, she at least starts to feel full nowadays. But in the past, she never even felt full. So it was even more challenging. Um, but now what's happening is she's got a lot of freedom where she can just and money because she's working so she can buy and eat as much as she wants so we've talked to her about um, health so I can tell right away um, she's lying to me and I call her out on it <laughs> I'm like, right away I'm like you said you weren't gonna do this but I'm like when you lie to me that's when I really <laughs> I can't not say anything I hate lying so I call her out. She lies again. I tell her, I'm calling McDonald's. I'm going to find out. She's like, fine. So she tells me that basically she had two meals at McDonald's in a four-hour shift. She had one before McDon- before she started her shift at four because she didn't have lunch. And then she had another one while she was on her shift. So that I really was not happy. Not only was I not happy about the fact that she ate way too much um, unhealthy food, but also for the fact that she lied, right? But in my mind, I'm like, you said you weren't going to get mad. You said that you weren't going to correct her. So I just like don't say anything. But I tell you, if you saw the look on my face, I am like biting my tongue as much as possible to not let anything escape my mouth. (laughs) And I walk into the house. Aaron's in the kitchen. He turns and looks at me and he can see right away. I think my eyes were bulging out of my head. (laughs) I've got this big smile on my face because if I don't laugh, I'm going to like lose it. Because again, I am at my wit's end at this point um, over the past several weeks, right? So anyway, I think that scared her more than me actually getting angry (laughs) because she knows it's something that would upset me, especially the lying. And I'm not saying anything. I've just got this big smile on my face. I'm biting my tongue. I'm not saying anything. And it completely confused her. So anyway, my husband, who is calm can tell that something's up and he had a conversation with her about what had happened and she's beating around the bush you know she will not get to the point of what we talked about in the car so again I'm like biting my tongue even harder trying not to say like spit it out kid (laughs) it's just so frustrating anyway I know that in those moments when I get like this I I am very grateful that I do have a husband that can help take over. And I have to say, we've been a very good team over the past 20 years with the kids where when one of us is really frustrated or we're not sleeping, that's another big thing. um, The other one seems to have the patience and the calmness that's needed. So we are very grateful that way. So for those of you that are on your own, even more so. And I want you to know that it's okay that you're feeling the way you're feeling. Uh, you know, it's just, it's human. 
instinct. It's human nature. It's human <laughs> to have all of these emotions. But we also need to be cautious of burning out completely. So it's okay to ask for help. You know, I've got my husband, I've got my parents here. We do have a good support system surrounding us. And I think it's important to reach out and even to friends and especially other parents and caregivers that are going through it, right? We had, um, I had a friend that I saw last week and I had met her son, her adult son for the first time. And he was amazing. Um, We had a nice conversation. And so I had said to her later on in the night, you know, how great her son was. And um, she responded in a way kind of like, oh, yeah, (laughs) he is, right? And I laughed and said, oh, my God, you just reacted the exact same way that I react when people tell me how much they love grace. And it's not that we don't think our kids are amazing human beings. We love them. We know that they're amazing. We know that they're outgoing or pleasant or kind. Like everybody has, you know, their strengths. We know that they're great kids and we love them to pieces. But our kids don't always behave that way for us. <laughs> and I think, I think that's what people don't always see, right? Um, they see the person that um, that Gracie is out in the community and, and, and Gracie is extremely outgoing and she's a lot of fun and she can be funny and they, they don't necessarily see what's going on at home. And honestly, what's going on at home isn't even like, we're, we're very fortunate right now, right? Like when Gracie was younger, she had so many meltdowns. It was like, if you think about the actual symptoms that she had, it was way more than what she's exhibiting now way more. She has grown so much. She's learned so much. She, even when we have these um, conversations with her that I feel like, well, my husband describes it as um, same song, different lyrics, because it's been the exact same thing since she was a toddler right up until she's 20, the issues that we're dealing with when it comes to food and hygiene, that sort of thing. So I think that's the other piece of it, right? We have probably been teaching our kids the exact same thing maybe in like a thousand different ways for years and years and years. Uh, And that is exhausting in itself. So the good news is we've been teaching those skills for so many years and we see them do what they need to do when they're out in the community or when they're with other people. And then they come home and they don't show that they know these skills. So I think that's another frustrating piece is we see that they are very, very capable, but we don't, maybe we don't get the same respect at home as we see them give to other people in the community. Maybe they know how to, um, all of a sudden they know that they should be washing their hands and flushing the toilet and doing those things when they are at a friend's house. Or maybe they use their manners and clean up after themselves when we're visiting somebody. Um, but yet they all of a sudden don't seem to have these skills at home. So I think in that case, what I need to remind myself of is, okay, she's got this. At least she knows how to do this because here we are trying to balance letting her be who she is, but also trying to get her to fit in, in a world that is really hard for her to fit into because of the social expectations, right? So 
I guess it is a good thing, even if she's not portraying those um, skills at home. At least she is doing that out in the community. I mean, I guess that's where it really matters, right? Because we're raising our kids to be the best they can be and to be as independent as they can be as adults because we're not going to be here forever, right? That's the other thing. Um, That's a whole other added stress that parents and caregivers have is where is my child going to be when I'm not here? Who's going to care care for them? Who's going to love them as much as I do? So, you know, throw on all the... Um, responsibilities that you have as a parent and caregiver and then add on the stress of what's to come, right? The future, the unknowns. So caregiver burnout is real. So if you are really struggling, if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating well, if you are stressing and worrying so much about the present, about the future, if you're feeling guilty about the past, if you're feeling guilty about the present moment, uh, it's important to reach out. So whether that is a family member, a friend, a professional, there's no shame in saying, you know what, I need some help. I need someone to talk to. It literally could just be going to a support group or meeting with a friend and having coffee and just saying, I just need you to listen. I just need to get this off my chest and and just talk. But it could also be a lot more serious than that too, where sometimes what happens is we don't realize how bad we are until we get to the point where it's really bad. So preventing that is ideal, obviously. And there are places that you can go to get some help. So if you are in a community that has a family health team, oftentimes there's counseling there that's covered through OHIP. There are other counselors and therapists that have a fee, but if you are working and you've got benefits to cover for that, it's worth going to talk to somebody. There's no shame in going and talking to someone, even just to help you set some of your own goals, whether that's you know, to help you sleep better, if it's to help you not have so many worried thoughts about the future. I mean, we we can't change the fact that there are so many long wait lists for adult services. We can't change the fact that we might not know what the future will hold for our child. Um, We can't change the fact that they're having these huge meltdowns or aggression. Um, We can't change the fact that you know, who's going to love your child as much as you do, right? But there are really good people out there and it is possible to come up with a plan where your child is supported and cared for and loved. Maybe not to the extreme that a parent loves their child because if you're a parent, you know that's a different kind of love. But I know I have supported children throughout the years and there are many, many kids Like, I love them like they're my own. I treat them as if I would want to be treated and as if how I would want other people to treat my child. So there are really good people out there, whether it's for your child getting respite or a counselor to talk to. um, It really can be beneficial. And if you needed somebody to tell you today that you matter, you are worth it, and you are doing the very best that you can in this moment, I'm here to tell you that that's true. You're amazing. It's not easy, but you're doing it and you persevere through it.
and guilt is normal. Feeling guilty for having those feelings is very normal. And it's because we love our kids so much, right? It doesn't matter how old they are. If you're having guilt about how you're reacting, if you've been more reactive instead of preventative, it happens. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics. Sometimes we just need to take a breath. Sometimes we just need to go away for a weekend vacation. Um, And for me, I was gone for a period of time. Like I went to visit my son for the weekend and came back and thought that I would be refreshed. And I jumped right back into the old cycle of frustration. (laughs) So it does happen and it's okay. It's natural and you'll get through it and you don't need to do it alone. So here's me saying, and I'm not just saying it to you, but I'm saying it to myself too. Give yourself some grace Give yourself some love and compassion and know that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to have the feelings that you're feeling. And if you are having negative feelings towards yourself or to your child, adult child, again, that's normal. And guilt is real, but you don't have to do it alone. We love you. Gracie will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening because you helped me too. I'll leave some links in the podcast description for some resources that you can access to help you either just read some stuff online or some actual contact information for some community resources. And don't forget, you're not alone.